0: What is up, Bills Mafia? Welcome into this episode of the Buffalo Nerd brought to you by SB nation on the Buffalo rumblings, YouTube and podcast network. This is your first time listening. Thanks for coming in. If you're already part of the nerd mafia, welcome home. As you can see, I am joined this week by the first ever guest of the Buffalo nerd. She is part of the three headed monster over at Buffalo plus she's a cancer survivor. She's a Trey white tackle survivor. (laughs) Welcome in Jenna Cottrell.
1: Hi, thank you for having. Wow, that was quite an intro. Honestly, I might need to take you everywhere because that was awesome.
0: (laughs) I'm down. Let's do it.
1: (laughs) Thanks for having me.
0: I'm
1: great. Um, We were talking off air before, like just so excited for the start of training camp, the start of the season. I mean, it's the sky high expectations for the Bills this year. And I know so many fans are so excited and looking forward to it. I'm like, all right, let's just get it going. So I know training camp about a week away. And I know We're ready. Fans are ready. It's going to be a lot of fun.
0: Yeah. I mean, it snuck up on us, right? I think everybody was (laughs) like, Oh, the off season, the off season. And then it's like, wait a second. It's like right around the corner. Training camp's here. And then everybody today is, you know, on Twitter, like what the heck is going on with the tickets for camp? I can't get them this, that, and the other. Um, But I think the people got in, they're getting in. There's still the uh, Bill's practice that'll be live when they come back home that they haven't done that part of it yet. But mm-hmm. I'm excited to chat with you. Uh, you're about to get slammed because camp's right around the corner. So I want <laughs> yes. to touch base with you and see, uh, see what's going on. But before we get into that, like we do every week on the show and seeing that uh, I know that you just hit five years of uh, yeah. being a cancer survivor, right? Which is very impressive. Um, we're going to highlight the charity right off the top and you chose LLS.org. And mm-hmm. why don't you go ahead and let everybody know why you chose them.
1: Yeah, so LLS.org is the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. I am a lymphoma survivor. I was diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma back in 2017. Um, I went through chemo, I had to get surgery. It was quite a long journey as you can imagine. And now that I'm cancer free and been in remission for five years, like you said, it's a huge milestone and I'm really excited, but, um, I wanted to support the charity because they were so good to me along my journey. And, you know, I feel like in life, it's all about paying it forward. And, you know, I would really appreciate if anyone had the ability to donate or just wanted to give a shout out to the charity because it helps so many people across the country. I mean, it's a national charity, but there's local chapters in Rochester, in Buffalo, in the Western New York area as well as Syracuse, um and beyond. So there's there's chapters in California too. Um so it's definitely something that's near and dear to my heart and an organization that just means a lot to me and so it would it would mean a lot if people were in a position to help if they could. Obviously no pressure, but honestly 5 years cancer free, I um I'm ecstatic. Like I never I I wanted this day to come, but you know, there's times during treatment and stuff where you're like, Oh man, I, I hope that that's the case. So I feel very fortunate and lucky and, uh, get to be covering the bills for another season. So it's all is good. And I feel really good.
0: Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, uh, this was the organization that we highlighted when you first came on over a year ago, right? So uh, it's a very cool organization. I know that you had mentioned back then that, you know, Josh Allen's sister is big with this organization as well. So like Jenna mentioned, if you can head over to lls.org, check them out, send that information to somebody. If you can't donate or do something like that, you know, just spread it out there, you know, as far and wide as we can. Uh, It's appreciated, obviously. And it gets us cool people to hang out with, you know, that are going through these, these tough circumstances. So uh, real quick, before we move on past all the charity stuff, I do know that today too is give seven one six, right? It's starting today and running Mm -hmm. through uh, this weekend too. So there's a ton of charities right now that are going to be looking for support over there in the Western uh, New York community. So if you can make sure you guys uh, check that out as well. All right. So Each and every week I've been bringing on all these folks from all over the place, you know, different fan bases and all that kind of stuff. We've been talking fantasy, but I, every week I ask the same question to start out because I'm super intrigued by it. I think Bill's mafia is intrigued by it. I want to hear where you're at. Okay. Jordan Poyer, he signed with Drew and I was like, Mm -hmm. "Uh Oh, wait Mm -hmm. a second. We're in trouble. Where are you at in the Poyer situation?
1: I mean, time is kind of ticking. The clock is is running right now. Obviously, the start of training camp, like we talked about, is about a week away. And Jordan Poyer has been a fantastic player for the Bills. Obviously, it was a resurgence of his career, really, after being in Cleveland. I think he's meant so much to this Bills team. I think he could continue to mean so much to this team. I expect there to be a deal done. But this is kind of where things get a little interesting because – you know, with Drew Rosenhaus representing Poyer. Obviously, he's made it very clear that he wants more money. He wants a, a new contract. He's deserved a new contract. Uh, he's 31 years old, though, you know, and that comes into play. And at the same point, the real leverage I would say that Poyer has is by holding out and, and not coming and not reporting to camp. And and that's something that I don't expect to happen. I, I would as- assume that a deal would be done because of how huge of a piece he is in Buffalo. Um, but at the same point, it makes it tricky because like I said, like that clock is ticking. So I, I think we're, we're, getting to a point now where it's like, okay, what is going to happen? Because coming up on Sunday, like that could really dictate a lot of things and leave a question mark moving forward. And it's actually really interesting as well, because this is really the first time we've seen Brandon Bean in this situation, as the Bills general manager, I mean, he's obviously heralded his big baller bean. He's gotten to sign all of his guys. Um, but you know, he obviously had to pay Josh Allen, he paid Stefan Diggs. There's other players that are going to be coming up in terms of Dawson Knox when you look down the road, um, and other guys. What do they do with Tremaine Edmonds? So there is it's tough because the salary cap is malleable, it's manipulative, but at the same point, it is real cap is about to go up um, but it makes for a real challenge so we'll see what brandon bean does but i believe look poyer wants to be in buffalo obviously i think something will get done but now i'm just waiting on when because i honestly already thought it would happen
0: yeah i mean i'm, I'm kind of in the same position as you i feel like as the clock ticks he's been showing up for everything right everything yeah. looks good he's showing up he's doing events he's he's being part of this organization i think he realizes that This is a winner, right? So he does want to be part of that, but he's also got to be like, well, wait a second, I, I, I do want to be here, but can you give me some more funds while I'm here? You know, and I've been kind of standing by the fact that I think, I think we're at four point eight million right now. Sport Track has is at. Mm -hmm. They're estimating ten point seven ish. I think we pay him this year. We kind of just even up with him this year and maybe let him look around next season and see what's out there. I wouldn't be stunned by that.
1: I wouldn't be stunned by that either. And when people are saying like, why does he deserve a new contract and stuff like that? The NFL has just changed so much. Like players want to be paid. It's such a finite amount of time that they can really make their money. And because of that, they want to earn it. And Poyer, I mean, all pro Poe, you know, he had a phenomenal season. Like I said, he's such a big part of that secondary um, that I understand why he would want to come to the table and be like, Hey, I want this and that. And we talked about the salary cap being malleable. Some of those contracts, some of those second, third years are really voidable depending on what the language is in the contract. So I could definitely see a situation where they put together a contract extension for Poyer and then maybe down the line, some of those later years are essentially void and the Bills can kind of move on with him, keep them happy in the interim, but also keep their options open down the line.
0: Yeah, I like it. I think and he's rightfully so. Right. The game has changed, like you just mentioned. So he's having to do way more than he did in the past. Right. Like this is a passing league now. So the safety is now asking for money that defensive linemen used to get to stop the run. Right. Mm -hmm. And and it's just working its way that way. Right. So it's one of those things. I anticipate he will be a Buffalo Bill this season and be part of the championship run either way. Right. I I think that's it. Okay. So let's move over to the next hot topic. I think because the backfield is always in question every single year, the backfield is in question, right? Because we know QB one is RB one, whatever you want to call it, this, that, and the other, but there are five other running backs on this roster, you know, that (laughs) would like to be the running back. So like, where are you at in this backfield? Is there somebody that you're just like, I don't think they're going to make it. Do you have a a favorite right now? Like, where are you kind of at with everybody?
1: I mean, I think it shows what the Bills have done and Brandon Bean has done over these last couple of years, and that's continue to draft running backs. And that to me says that, I mean, the position has obviously changed tremendously in the league as well in terms of money, in terms of status and stuff like that. Um, that being said, I think Zach Moss, if I were him, I'd be really feeling that pressure. Obviously they drafted James cook this past season. Once again, like the bills are trying to go to the well and see if they can have that running back talent, maybe a pass catcher at that with James uh, cook. But I feel like for Zach Moss, like it's kind of a make or break type of situation. The bills could move on from him in terms of if they just don't see what they've wanted to see Devin Singletary. Um, I think he's been, you know, he, he came on as of late last season. My thing is, look, the offense goes through Josh Allen and his arm. When you have guys like Stefan Diggs and Gabriel Davis on the field, like you want to get them the ball. But at the same point, you need to have that change up still. You know, Sean McDermott talked about they don't have a lead back and something like that. Um, you know, they don't have the bell cow like we talked about when it was LaShawn McCoy. Um, but don't be fooled. Like they would love to have a guy that they knew was the number one guy. You know, usually when something's done by committee, it's because one guy isn't standing out and is outstanding. Um, So that being said, I just feel like, You know, Devin Singletary had a nice season last year. What can he do to improve that? Can he build upon that? Can he gain some momentum? I want to see what James Cook can do because I'm just interested to see his skill set since it is a little bit different. Um, And someone who I've gotten a ton of comments about because the draft people Mm -hmm. like his reaction. They're like, is he not excited to be a bill? Right. I just think he's not like an, a guy that shows emotes a lot, I guess. Um, but at the same point, if I were Zach Moss, I would definitely be thinking like, it's kind of, you know, or get off the pot type of situation because the NFL, let's be real. We all know it's the quote, not for long type of league. The nickname is. So I think Zach Moss needs to show something, but in general, just, you just want to see more from the running game. Like again, It's Josh Allen and company, but at the same point, if the offensive passing game isn't going, it's being, it's, you know, things happen. It's an 18 game regular season now. Like you can't always rely on that. So just to have another pace to go to, I think would be helpful. And I say this because my coworker, Dan Fates is like, you don't need to run the ball ever. He's like, I hate running the ball. And I, while I understand when you have a talent like Josh Allen on the field, why you would say, don't ever give the ball to a running back there are going to be times where there is struggle in the passing game and things of that nature. And that's just, you have to have more than one way to win in the NFL. I'm not saying stick it in Devin Singletary's gullet every time and have him run down the field. But at the same time, I'm like, let's have an option. I think that's what keeps a lot of defenses honest. And that's something that the Bills can improve upon because by the end of the season, Buffalo had a more efficient running game, but let's Mm -hmm. be real. In the middle of the season, it was lost. It was SOS. It was on a milk carton. We didn't know what was going on.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you could tell. I mean, during the there was a point in the season there where you could see there was clearly something going on. The team was still doing fine, right? But they went from 30-some points to where they could barely get to 20 all of a sudden. And it was like, what's happening here, right? And then all of a sudden, they started running efficiently as they came out of the back half and everything cleared up. So, obviously, we want to. Especially, we're going to see a lot of too high safety. Easiest mm-hmm. way to beat that is be able to hit him with the run, right? That should be six, seven yards just about every time. Yeah. I think that Zach Moss is gonna be okay, the, okay. And and I don't think it's because he's necessarily the right guy for the piece, but it's gonna depend on I think if there's a veteran back available or not. Because okay. I think like we see in the wide receiver room. Mm -hmm. being in McDermott, they like a vet. They like to always have one. We've kind of been trending without a vet in the backfield for a little while here. I think the JD McKissick thing was kind of like the idea of, okay, here's our vet, right? We can get a a guy that's a vet, but it didn't work out, right? So now we're back to our three young guys and we go from there. But I I thought Singletary played well. He did Mm -hmm. well. But for me, I think it's going to boil down to Aaron Cromer in the offensive line this year is going to be the big difference, right? And I think that's going to be huge huge. We yeah. see, you know, a lot of run block blockers being brought in this mm-hmm. offseason. I think that we're going to see a, a better piece to that. But it, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun either way because everybody does love when it's like three, you know, it's third and second, third and two, third and one, you know, Allen's going to do it, right? And everybody okay. kind of loves that. But yeah. there is part of that to me that's like we still have to be that team that can legit just say, hey, we're running. It's the guy that's back there. Yeah. And we're going to hand him and he's going to run right at you. You ready? Yeah. Because you yeah. have to be able to do that at some point in time
1: apps I could not agree more on your point right. about the offensive line and the changes made in the coaching staff that is another huge point also we talk you know we haven't really mentioned Ken Dorsey and him being a new offensive coordinator I'm curious how much he will incorporate the run obviously he's a former quarterback he's a guy that knows Josh Allen very well being his QB coach last year and before um but that's another piece to the puzzle so I'm curious to see how it all go down And we know Sean McDermott also, like he kind of, I mean, obviously he's a defensive side of the ball coach more so, but I think he enjoys having an, like I said, a more well-balanced offense in terms of running the ball. Not saying that the Bills should be running the ball all the time, but you need to be able to when you want to and when the opponent knows you're going to.
0: Absolutely, you have to. I mean, I think that's how you say you win championships, right? I mean, yeah. it's how you close out games with four minutes left. That's how yep. you, that's how you do those types Wind of things, right?
1: Clock, all that, yep.
0: Yeah, we have to get good at that because as a passing team, it's hard to transfer into that at the end yeah. of games, right? And then you're giving the ball back. You're giving the mm-hmm. ball back because you can't run. So Correct. it has to be, it has to be a huge piece of what we do Yeah. Uh, real quick before we transfer into the next section here. I want to shout out my guys over at fantasyguru.com guru.com uh, and at draft dash uh, a lot of cool tools they've got over there this year. You know, fantasy guru has been around since 95, helping guys win their fantasy leagues. They got a lot of cool tools. Draft dash has you covered for everything. Daily fantasy. They'll get you guys a 30 day free trial. If you head over there, links are in your descriptions down below. So go check those guys out. So, you kind of mentioned this with Ken Dorsey moving mm-hmm. over. We saw, and we kind of just hit on it, that McDermott and Bean have shown that they like to have a veteran in the wide receiver room, right? Mm-hmm. So this wide receiver room kind of quietly turned over a little bit, right? I mean, like we've yeah. got some heavy new pieces that are going to mm-hmm. be taking place that a lot of people aren't talking about. So who are you kind of looking to see at camp and see where they come out?
1: I mean, I think you you talk about the wide receiver room. That's just a fascinating room to look at. Daniel makes a good point. Yeah, McDermott. Yep. I, I agree with him. I really do think McDermott's propensity is to want to run the ball more. That being said, I think you know the offense is Josh Allen, but I, I agree that I think we'll see how it all breaks down. And, okay, Levi brings up a good point. We need to run a run game to save Josh's longevity. Yeah, we love we love seeing Josh Allen run all over the field, but you know, to maintain the Allen that... We know Bill's fans love. Yeah, you got to be careful because it's a long regular season and we want him to be playing in Buffalo for a very long time. Yep. I'm going to be honest, Cole. I completely forgot what I was talking about. <laughs>
0: what, wide rec- what wide receiver are you excited to see? Or oh. kind of want to see what happens at camp.
1: Ooh, okay. Thank you. Can you tell? I just got back from vacation. Um, and I know
0: you got a heavy slate ahead of you too. So it's all good.
1: <laughs> so it's good. Time on tap. I did not have a coffee today. I now regret that. Um, no, in terms of wide receiver room, I think it's just so fascinating because of, like you mentioned, the talent also having the addition of Jameson Crowder, a guy like that, who someone who's actually played very well against the Bills. Cole Beasley, obviously being gone. You have Stefan Diggs. You just got that new deal. Gabriel Davis kind of stepping into that new role. Um, I know some people, I know so many people are so excited to see what Davis can do this season. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm curious to see too, because the way last year ended in Kansas city, it's like the sky is the limit for this kid, but what will it be like when he's the number two guy essentially, can he right. fill into that role? I believe he can, but there's some people. My, co- my co-worker Dan Fates who thinks that role might be a little too lofty for him so we'll have to wait and see um but I think when you look at just the receiver room like I mentioned Jameson Crowder mm-hmm. honestly Tavon Austin I'm just fascinated and curious to see what he can do in camp there's always a training camp darling mm-hmm. I feel like Tavon was kind of like the mini camp darling um because he was so actively talking to Alan about what he could do and he had it he called in a couple of nice catches for me, I also think of like Isaiah Hodgkins. Where does he mm-hmm. fit in in terms of things? Obviously, he was drafted by the Bills a couple of years ago, then had some injuries to deal with. We really haven't seen any of that on the field. What will that look like? Isaiah McKenzie, a guy who is yeah. obviously the the face of the franchise. But what will his role look like with Cole Beasley going back being gone as well as James and Crowder coming to the bills. So pieces like that. Also the guy that I'm really excited to see, and I don't know if it'll come to fruition this season, but Khalil Shakir, Mm -hmm. I've heard nothing but outstanding things about him. Just his character. He's also kind of reminds me of Gabe Davis in terms of like a versatile player can play on the inside out type of thing. Um, But you know, with that comes trying to learn the playbook which can be a challenge for a first-year guy kind of transitioning to the NFL. Um, But the skill set that he has, I think he is someone that I'm particularly interested in seeing. But there's just so much talent in that room. That being said, though, I think there are question marks. Of course there are. You know, there's, there's digs. And Davis. And then after that, you're kind of like, how will things kind of shake out? Um, I think J- Josh Allen makes every receiver better. <laughs> like, I think that's mm-hmm. pretty fair to say. Um, but at the same point, I'm, I'm curious how it will all go, because there's so many things of the wide receivers. Who do you think will be the kick slash punt return man? That's a good question, too, because we saw Isaiah McKenzie struggle in that role a season ago. Um, you know, there Steven
0: was drafted to yeah. potentially be in that role.
1: Yeah. And then again, he's someone that we really haven't seen that much of. I mean, there are practices where Tavon Austin was back there. Uh, you know, what about a guy like Khalil Shaquille? like, I don't know. That's something that I'm, I don't want to say my thing yet because I don't know. I, I want to see how that kind of shakes up because obviously that's a huge piece of the game and one that the bills could improve upon after last season. When you have, uh Micah Hyde, you know yeah. like that's when you know like okay this is something that the bills need to address right. but i think there's there's so much expectation on the bills passing game the bills in general in this season but i'm i'm really waiting to see what will happen because of those lofty expectations and i think that Gabe Davis can take that jump but again those that room is crowded but there's going to be a lot of competition
0: oh yeah I personally think that that's why Tavon's here, right? Is to win that job as the returner. I think they want that veteran guy back there when it matters. Like we saw that with Hyde at the end of the season, they were just over yeah. it. I mean, it was almost to the point where like, they were like, just let them punt to nobody, right? Like, just, <laughs> yeah, we'd like rather just like- have it hit the ground and let them touch it. And so we don't have to mess with it. Right. So yeah. I think when you're in that point, you're really searching. Uh, mm-hmm. I love what you said about Khalil, because I, I do believe that, when I saw that pick, it v- reminded me immediately of Gabe Davis, right? Mm-hmm. He's a, he was a high profile player at a smaller school yep. that was doing really great. well. And it took Davis a little while to get there. Um, but, and I think, I don't think he's going to be quite there yet this season. I'm kind of in that boat as well. Crowder's right. yeah. my guy, mm-hmm. I think this is, he's been waiting for an opportunity to be on a team like this. That's yeah. this good. His first chance to win is finally yeah. upon him. And I, and I like him because he's got versatility to get inside and outside, but yeah, The next thing I wanted to hit on and my guy, Ryan Thomas is here and he asked this question a little bit, and I was going to ask you if you're anticipating any regression on either side of the ball. And he's kind of wondering what you're expecting from Ken Dorsey. So I think that kind of aligns with, do you think that's going to, we're going to see a regression from the offense defense where you at?
1: I think, I think it's normal to have where the bills were at last season. I mean, Brian Dable had been Josh Allen's only offensive coordinator. Here's the great part. Ken Dorsey's already been in the building. Obviously, as quarterback coach, he knows Josh Allen well as a quarterback that had a lot of success at Miami. He's a guy that knows the game, but this is really his first time calling plays. And because of that, I just have a question mark. There's immense talent all of those things, and I think it will be like anything. When you're first starting out, there's those those bumps and bruises that come along with doing something for the first time. And I It's a long NFL season. I expect for that to happen. That being said, I think there's the talent and the stability around him for those to be short lived episodes. But I think it's only normal to have something like that happen. That being said as well, like I think of how much further the bills are ahead. Look the season, Brian Dable had, you know, with the development of Josh Allen, he deserved a head coaching job. I know some bills fans were hot and cold on Dable, but he deserved that opportunity. But because of that, like, the fact that Dorsey's been in the building, I can't stress this enough. And even Sean McDermott commented on it and the off season, like Ken Dorsey knows these players. He knows their strengths. He knows their weaknesses. He knows where to get lunch. He knows where to, you know what I mean? Like those little things that really matter because where this team is at and where they're expected to go, like, It's not going to be seamless, but because Dorsey's already around and already has these guys and knows the personnel and all those things, I think it will be, I don't want to say regression because I don't, I don't expect regression to me is like a huge step back. I think there will be, like I said, just the, the things that come up that will be addressed early on in the season, but it's never going to be seamless. It's just not, that's not how it works in the NFL.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's one of those things where I've, I've been looking at it too, is especially with, he doesn't even, he hasn't even decided where he is going to call plays yet. Right. Yeah. It's going to be on the sideline. It's going to be up in the box. Right. We don't even have that figured out yet. Yeah, And the start of the schedule is pretty tough, realistically. Right. So it can yeah. look kind of funky in the beginning. And we, we, we should be prepared for that realistically, yeah. that this might look funky, but I have heard a lot of positive things like he's going to be super aggressive, yep. uh, you know, and things like that. So I like to hear some of those things, which is cool. I um, so, Just
1: wanted to add something yeah. really quick. It's when we got to talk to the bills players this, uh, this past spring, they talked about Dorsey. Cause I asked like, obviously Dable is a big personality. Like what are the differences? The number one answer I got was how fiery of a guy Ken Dorsey is. And I can't remember which player, but they were like, he absolutely can. He has to be up in the box. They're like, he is not allowed on the field (laughs) to call plays because he's so fiery. He's so animated. He gets so hot that like, he needs to be up in the booth. So I don't know if Ken Dorsey has decided it yet, but it's, players have kind of they, they,
0: they've already put them in the box right yeah, like, yeah yeah no yeah yeah you're good up there so yeah. that's a good that's a good one so we're getting close to getting you out of here in a little bit we got a couple of more things i wanted to hit on real quick is there any position battle at camp that you're just like i really got to see this and what's going to shake out is it the punter is it the d line o line like what, what what's going on in your head
1: it's so funny because I thought I was thinking of when I first started covering the team, like the position battle was like quarterback. Like, was it going to be Matt Tyrod? <laughs> like literally <laughs> every position. Every position. Yeah. Um, honestly, I'm most curious just to see how Kyrie Elam, you know, obviously it's, it's his job essentially right. McDermott and the coaching staff haven't said that, but um, I'm just curious how things will go because the expectation, I know I say expectations a lot, but there's, what is thought of for this team and where they could go. Like a lot of times we're just like, Oh yeah, just like plug in place and it'll be good. And it's like, that's not how this works. Like this is the NFL. The bills are now good. Everyone, they're going to get everyone's best things like that. So I am excited to see what Kair can do. Dane Jackson has obviously been a piece that's been around the bills. Mm-hmm. I think he, he played well in the p- spots that he's been put in. Um, but, Yes, you can talk O-line, you can talk D-line, stuff like that. I guess for me, and maybe that's just because I'm kind of a nerd, but like I just want to see what Elam can do because of him being a first-round pick, all the talk around him and kind of what has been expected. There are a ton of expectations there. That is – it's so funny. I feel like every sports cast, I mention the expectations or like in some way I'm talking about it, but like it's – it's Super Bowl or bust. Like the window right. in the NFL is obviously incredibly small. And so this year it's just, it's, it's a long season. There are going to be bumps along the way. There always are, but the talent on this team should outweigh and outlast those. So it's just about, you know, even you talk about position battles. Look, Trey White is a starter. Obviously we all know that, but where will he be at? You know, right. after coming off an ACL surgery, those are just the question marks that I have because people, again, they just plug in, well, Trey White will be back. It'll be fine. And I am not doubting that Trey White is working his ass off, like, sorry, his butt off. Um, but at the same point, there's, it's tough to play in the NFL. And so there's just those question marks that I have moving into the season, but it's going to be fun. Like the bills are prime time so much. The eyeballs are going to be outrageous. Josh Allen is a star. Like seeing Josh Allen right. with Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, and Patrick Mahomes, like for Bills fans, I'm sure it's like pinch me. Right. I mean, just the, the ascension of what Allen has become in the Bills. Um, it's going to be really cool. It's going to be a fun, fun year, and I, I'm excited for fans
0: to experience it. Yeah, I'm. Mean, I'm I'm glad you brought up a little bit about that Trey White stuff and what he comes back as because to me uh it's he's part of the the Poyer situation a little bit to me as well in the fact that what if there's a thought that they move Trey White to safety right maybe okay. he doesn't come back exactly the same and he and yeah. you look to start transitioning him because he can be a quality player for you right so I think there's just a ton of other elements and when yes. they signed Hyde to that big long-term deal I think they chose kind of more of brains over brawn in yeah. regards at the safety, right? They're like, we yeah. want the guy that's knows how to run the backfield. We love the guy that can come in and make the hit, right? Yeah. We love that. But can we also keep the guy that's real smart around long-term? So yeah. before we get you out of here, okay. <laughs> totals. For the season, where are you falling right now? I mean, it's totally it's July 14th. Where's the Bills gonna finish the season? We had 13 and 4, 14, eight, how many wins? A, oh no, I'm 18 kidding. and i oh. yep. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Year?
1: I'm kidding. That was outrageous. No, the NFL is hard. The AFC is a gauntlet. Um, great show. Thank you, Thomas. That we really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, I see it's tough because it's also when you're playing a team, I would say. 14 and four makes sense to me I see 13 and five. And that's not a discredit to the bills. It's just the schedule and it being really hard. And like, I think this team is headed for Arizona. It's just, you know, it's going to be a long season and a hard season. They'll be tested along the way, but I think they'll, they'll pass for sure.
0: Absolutely. I'm right there with you. I'm right around 13. I think this is, it's going to be a little more of a challenging season than I think a lot of us are anticipating right now, but the AFC is so stacked that I think everybody is going to fall back a little bit and four yes. or five is still going to potentially be the one seed. I like. I really feel like this year that could happen. A, a four loss team could be the number one, maybe even a five. We'll see how it happens. Yeah. But- Thank you so much, Jenna, for coming on. I really appreciate you coming on here. I know you've got a ton of stuff going on. You're about to go do like 45 other things after you get off of here. So uh, I appreciate you taking the time. Make sure everybody that you guys head over to lls.org and check them out if you can. Jenna, you got anything you want to shout out before you get out of here?
1: Um, We also have more Bills coverage on the Buffalo Plus YouTube channel. It's Mike Catalana, Dan Fates, and myself. We have a lot of fun talking the Bills. Obviously, training camp is in Rochester this year. Mm -hmm. That's where we live. That's where we hang out. That's where we will be with the team, um, and we'll have coverage all season long. If you guys enjoy Colts' podcasts, I suggest you check it out we're always talking bills and we always have fun. So thank you Cole for having me on. And also thank you everyone for your comments and your questions. I really appreciate it. And, um, yeah, I really appreciate you having me on. It's always fun.
0: Yeah. I really appreciate you coming back on. You were the first person that ever said yes, you know, to come on the (laughs) show. So uh, (laughs) I hold you dear to my heart as the first person (laughs) that actually did that for me. So I appreciate you. Uh, -hmm. thank you everybody for chiming in, listening in, appreciate you guys as, as well. And of course go bills. Make sure you leave a review and subscribe so you never miss another
1: episode. We'll see you next time. Leg out!